You Can Handle Anything, episode number 272. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? And by that, I mean actually being able to deal with difficult situations and relationships without losing it, or blaming others, or blaming yourself. Hi, this is Shira Gura, and I believe that choosing to get unstuck from the emotional situations that control you is the most empowering way to live. In this podcast, you will learn how to get unstuck from the emotions that keep you stuck in place so that you can move forward towards creating the life you want to live and living that life deliberately. Thank you so much for tuning in. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I am recording this episode from my childhood bedroom in New Jersey while I'm visiting my family for part of the summer. And in just a few hours, I'm going to be leading this month's online workshop, which is called How to Feel Better in Any Moment. And I really look forward to meeting those of you who registered for the workshop. And for those of you who live in Israel, I want to let you know that registration is now open for the annual Women's Living Deliberately Retreat that will be taking place this year, November 22nd through November 24th. And I'm offering a discount for the first 10 women who register. So for details, you can head over to my website, shiragura.com forward slash retreat. Okay, so before I share the theme and the story for this week, I just want to say that I received a number of responses from last week's episode on acceptance, specifically on the word should, and how often we use that word in our lives, and how useless or ineffective that word really is in our lives. And also, it just really proves the point that it's our language that creates the suffering that we experience in our lives. Like, if we didn't have that word should in our vocabulary, can you imagine how different your life would be? Really, stop to think about it for a second. It's amazing when you do. I mean, think about animals for a second. They don't have the problems that we humans do, specifically because they don't have this sophisticated language. So they don't get into uncomfortable conversations and difficult relationships because they don't have the language to get themselves into that spot. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting how last week's episode really struck a chord in many of you. Okay, so this week's podcast episode was inspired by my colonoscopy procedure that I had last week. (laughs) Seriously, I'm not kidding. So I went to have a routine colonoscopy last week because I'm almost 50, and my dear mom was telling me how important it is to get this procedure done. And so, you know, I'm a good kid and I listen to my mom. So I never had this procedure done before and therefore I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know how long the procedure was, how long the wait would be to go into the procedure, you know, what the process was going to be after the procedure was done. I really knew nothing. I went in totally blind. And so I get to the hospital with my husband, who was my escort, and the nurse checks me in and asks me all the standard questions. You know, did you follow the protocol? She asked. Yes, I said, you know, to a T, because I am so square and I follow all of the rules, right? It was like, you know, three days before, no fruits and vegetables, only white bread and pasta and crackers and eggs and dairy. And I think two days before, I had to start drinking only liquids, and the day before there was no dairy. I don't remember what it was, but all I can say is that I followed it to a T and even more. 
Because the truth of the matter is, I actually started my own cleanse like five days before the procedure so that I was really going to be as empty as possible by the time I had to take all of that medicine that makes you poop so that I wouldn't have to constantly be near the bathroom. And that actually worked really well. The only problem was at the bottom of the instructions page was some pretty important information that I totally missed. Now, don't forget, I live in Israel. And Hebrew is my second language. And so I, I really do feel like I miss things that I wouldn't miss if it were in English. And what it said at the bottom of the page said, stop drinking four hours before the procedure. And I totally missed that. And so when the nurse asked me if I stopped drinking four hours ago, I was like, no, of course not. What are you talking about? Just the opposite. I've been drinking. I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing all day. Oh boy, did I feel like an idiot. I told her that I followed the instructions to a T. And she asked me if I had the instructions with me, which of course I did. And I took it out of my bag and I showed her what I followed. And then she pointed to the very bottom of that piece of paper. And I was like, oh, shit. So she asked me again, when was the last time you drank? And I said it was at 1.30 when I left the house. And at that moment, it was 3.30. So she was like, did you take sips of water or were you drinking like cups of water? And I said, cups of water. And then my husband, who was sitting next to me, started asking, you know, well, what's the problem if she goes into the procedure having water inside of her? And the nurse explained that this could cause, I think it's called asphyxiation, um, meaning I can get water in the lungs. And I was like, yeah, we're not playing around with this, especially since I'm supposed to fly on Sunday. So we're just going to wait. And that's exactly what she suggested. She said she was just going to put me at the end of the line and it was not going to be a problem. Now, this is not the story that I wanted to share with you about expectations, but I did want to share for a second about what happened because my husband was quite amazing. He totally didn't get stuck. I mean, he was not happy about having to wait an additional two hours, and it was my fault, but he had his newspaper, and he didn't make me feel bad or feel stupid or anything like that. He was cool as a cat, and I was so grateful. And I'm sharing this just to illuminate how you can get stuck or how when you don't get stuck, right, it impacts the people around you. Like, it's not just your story. You don't live in a bubble. You don't live in a vacuum. And so my husband responding to the surprise in the way he did, it really impacted me. It impressed me, you know, and it made me love him so much more. So be aware when you're feeling stuck and just keep an eye out as to who your story may be impacting without you even realizing it. Okay, so let's get back to the story. So the story was those of us that were waiting for the procedure were all waiting in the same hospital room. We just had these like curtains hanging between us, but it was one big room and we could all hear one another speaking. Like I said, my husband was reading his newspaper. I was reading a great book that I'm in the middle of, but it seemed like the rest of the people were just kind of sitting there, right? Either on their phones or they were talking to one another or yelling. Yes, yelling. Now, why would anyone be yelling? Because apparently the hospital scheduled all of us, and that was like, I don't know, eight to 10 people, all of us for the same exact time, which was three o'clock in the afternoon. 
and apparently there was some delay inside of the surgery room. And so there were people, one man in particular, who was so stuck about this. He was like really, really stuck. He was screaming at the poor nurse, you know, the one I mentioned before who did the intake, who had nothing to do with the delay. But he was screaming at her about how pathetic this hospital was, that they scheduled everyone at the same time. And that, you know, he's been fasting since the morning and this is so stupid. And he was trying to tell her how it should be different and how they should schedule people by the hour or however long the procedure goes and on and on and on. I mean, you could literally see like smoke coming out of this guy's ears. And I was like, you know, kind of looking up from my book and watching this scene and I started to get stuck, stuck on desire to help this guy get unstuck, right? And to encourage him to just feel grateful that he has a place to go to do this procedure. And that, yes, it is taking longer than expected, but it's okay. You know, you're still going to get the procedure done. But I got myself unstuck from that. And I just kept my quiet, which I was so grateful that I did, because really, his behavior was none of my business. And there was no reason for me to make it my own. But while this man was yelling and kind of losing control, I couldn't help to think, why wasn't I acting like that? Right? I was in the same place as he was. Forget about the fact that I forgot to, you know, do the whole stop drinking thing for four hours. But like, I was in the same place had I not done that. Why was I not yelling like he was? And the answer was because I had gotten clear ahead of time. And by that, I mean, Before I even arrived to the hospital, I used the clear way to mentally prepare myself for this procedure because I know that when I get clear for things ahead of time, I dramatically reduce the risk of getting stuck. So earlier that day, when I was thinking about what may happen, I see, first got calm, right? Even though I wasn't feeling particularly anxious, I did take some breaths to bring myself into the now and out of the future. And then I lightened the situation. I was a bit nervous about how long this would take, if the procedure would hurt, if the results were going to be bad, right? And for all of those thoughts and feelings, I lightened them by staying in a place of curiosity rather than a place of like all knowing, like, I know this is going to take five hours, right? Instead, I lightened it by saying, you know, it might take long and it might not. I don't know. When you get clear, that's how you lighten things that are feeling heavy. Okay, then I uncovered my expectations, like what I wanted, right? Of course, I wanted the procedure to go quickly, and I wanted no problems. I didn't want to have a negative test result, right? Those are all the things I wanted. Now, here's the tricky part. To release those expectations, to accept the possibility that what I want might not actually happen. And the reason why it's tricky is because, well, of course, we don't want the opposite to happen, right? We only want what we want to happen. But the problem with living this way is that things don't always go the way you want. And so when they don't, we run the risk of getting stuck. But if you accept the possibility that what you wish for may not happen ahead of time, you will avoid getting stuck. And that's really powerful because I'm not just saying you should say to yourself, you know, like a blanket statement, like, yeah, I can accept it. But I'm saying to really, really accept 
the possibility of the opposite of what you wish might happen. Like to be in that future moment for a second. Can you accept what might happen? And that will be the key to you not getting stuck if it should go another way. And then the last step are taking responsibility for who it is you want to be. So I committed to being calm and patient and grateful. And so when I found out that I messed up the whole fasting thing, while I may have gotten upset for a second, I was able to get unstuck and be calm because I reminded myself of who it is I wanted to be. And when I learned that everyone there was scheduled for the same time, I stayed patient because I already released expecting it to be short. And when I realized that I would be the last one to go into the procedure, I stayed grateful to my husband for him not making a big deal out of it. Now, at the end of the day, while everything took a bit longer than I had expected, everything was truly fine, right? But it didn't have to have ended that way. It could have looked a lot different. And still, I was mentally prepared for it, right? And by that, I mean anything. And so, my dear friends, I want to invite you to get clear when you head into future moments in your life, whether it's something big like a hospital procedure or it's something seemingly small like coming home after a long day. Where can you practice to uncover what you're expecting ahead of time and then release those expectations for your sake and for your own emotional health and well-being? I think it's one of the most important skills that I can offer you in your life, because the more that you can release expectations, and I mean really release them, I think the happier you'll ultimately be in your life. Over the next few podcast episodes, I'm going to be focusing on getting clear in different areas of your life. And when August comes around, I'm going to be offering another online workshop focusing on this particular tool. So please stay tuned to hear more details about that. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today and wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. If you enjoyed this episode, you will love my group coaching program, Emotionally Equipped for Life. The truth is, this is not just a program. It's a community, a community of people who are living deliberately as they create new habits, reach for their goals, and get stuff done because they know they can handle anything. For more details, visit my website, shiragura.com forward slash enroll. I would love to invite you into my circle.